Welcome to the Foundations podcast series, where we build our present on the foundations of the future. On each episode, we'll feature either an educational, tactical guide or a special guest whose story will help pave the way to a stronger foundation in life, business, and beyond. This show is sponsored by the SalesCast community, a place where entrepreneurs and sales leaders build revenue-first podcasts. Join the community for free at salescast.community. Today's episode, we're focusing on mindset, building a mindset of resilience, building a mindset of taking a little bit of control over your life. We actually have Christian Hoyle on the show today as a special guest whose story really will help you pave the way to a stronger foundation in life, business, and beyond. Um, It is a story of overcoming something really, really big. But before we get started, uh, there's just a, a quote that I'd like for, for y'all to ponder, which is when life feels like it's falling to pieces, is it possible that it's actually falling into place? Christian, what are your thoughts? So what I, it's, 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 that's the one thing that keeps me going through all the life. I want you to all think we all like everyone's told to manifesting. It's like, a, I don't know whether you've touched on that term, but I'm big into manifesting, making your dreams come true. Mm. And the thing is with when things come, Get, get given to you. They never get given to you in a nice little package of present. It always comes from a bit of chaos or thing, you think things are out of control. But when you actually stand back from it and you really have a thought about what's going on, at the end of it, you always get what you want. But it's not, mm. if, if everything was delivered in a nice little package and you got things as you want, I'd, it just wouldn't have the same effect. So when it's all going mad, just always think to yourself, what's the ending of this? What could pass, possibly happen at the end? Because it might be delivering something that's very special to you. And I've always found that, like, what the story I'm going to tell you in a minute, I'll assure you that I didn't think that at the time. But I do. I want you to think of, when I tell you the story, because this story encompasses the end, is really a new beginning, and it's something that I've always wanted. So I had to take a loss to get there, but it'll mm-hmm. actually be the biggest gift that I've ever been given. And everything that goes on is about that. Because when we're, where we're going, where we want to be, is going to happen if we allow it to be. If we watch as it falls down, you'll see a new empire begin. And that's what's beginning now. Well, let's just jump right in. Um, It was really interesting. You had sent me a video kind of describing something that recently happened to you in business. But it's not like it even happened to you. It happened for you in a pretty interesting way. Yeah, so uh, I'll just go into it. So I'm on holiday. It's the 27th of July, 2020. I'm on holiday. Uh, I'm, I'm caravanning in Scotland. It's beautiful. I'm by the sea. I'm with my family. I feel like business is like, I'd had a really successful close. I've had a number of businesses. I've still got some small ones now, but my big one, which was my cash cow, was a clothing brand called 11 Degrees. I did very well out of it in a two-year period. From then, started investing and was doing really well. Life was so good. I'd just been on holiday before that was on another one. I get a call. So I look at the number. It says, can you, oh, sorry, I get a text. And the text says, can you give me a call? It's surrounding a deal with, with I don't want to say the names, but I can't say the names yet. So I said, all right. So I rang and I went, oh, uh, um, I'm giving you a call. I'm just hey, wondering why you know about this deal. And he said, well, I'm ringing up to speak to you about the deal. The deal being on that, on the Saturday, which would have been the 1st of August, I was receiving a payment of £1.39 million. So life was great. On the call, 
I get told that there is no money. There's zero money. They've been scammed out of some money and I don't have any money anymore. So I'm walking. I remember walking up the caravan and I'm trying to get my head around what, what, what they're saying. I'm like, what, what do you mean there is no money? There must be some money. So the call gets left and I get arranged that on Monday I'm going to go down in the UK and I'm going to have a meeting. So this is on the Wednesday. I'm on holiday. And I and then I don't know if I have to, but I don't say anything. So I go back in the car, in the caravan and I don't tell my partner. I don't tell my kid. I don't, obviously don't tell my kids. So I have the rest of the holiday then with this on my list. This, this is on my mind that what's happened to me. And I'm not, what I'm going to say is that I, I, I was successful overall in this trip. But if you measure success by that was a pretty difficult time and I feel it now as a success because I feel I can't feel I could have got in it and it got through it any differently. I could have possibly done other things. But I, if you'd have asked me then if it was a success, I'd have told you it's not a success. And like, imagine you've got your kids with your small kids and I have to go in a play area and be a dad and be loving and be funny and be my usual self but also get this thing and take it off that you've just lost your inheritance. You've just lost that house money I was just about to give you. And it was all this kind of things were going on. It was like, it was the heart. It was like the boiling point of it all really. But it wasn't, it wasn't because I was sort of keeping the pan lid on it at the minute because nothing really went anywhere. It was like setting in. It was, it was something you never, it's almost like, uh, it's almost Chris, like when someone rings you up and tells you that someone's died, you get that initial response, you know, like you get the call. It's not the, the death call always comes. Have you heard about? And you go, as soon as you have you heard about, you think, oh no, what's coming next? And I want, and like you're more prepared what's going to come there. But so I wasn't prepared for what came then. But what I learned in that process was, and it was not then, the first two weeks in anything that it happens is, mm. is a time to take stock, a time to deal. Not You can't deal with the problem, you can't deal with anything. I think you deal with yourself. And I came up with a little bit of a plan internally about what I was going to have to do. The foundations, Chris. The foundations. Do you know what I know the foundations were for me? Please. Yeah, I wrote three things down, yeah? I wrote three things down. The first one was, you cannot take my ability to make money away. I'm an entrepreneur and I will make money. Mm -hmm. You cannot take my happiness away and you cannot take my family. I wrote them three things down. I thought, I'm going to, uh, these are three principles that I'm going to practice. I'm going to keep them. Mm. I'm going to fight the fact that I know I'm an entrepreneur and I'm good at making money. So I wouldn't have made the money in the first place. You can't mm. have that. You can take my ego away. You can dampen my confidence and you can give me a bit of a kick. Well, that'll come back because I'm me. You always revert back to you. When you get hit in the first thing, you might fall a little bit. But when you know who you are and you know, it's like when you hit the ground, I didn't hit the ground then. I hit the ground two weeks after that. And I'll give you another interesting thing about this. And I've only just thought about it then. I'm a crier if something's bad. You know, I cry. I'm an emotional person. Part of my warmth and depth is emotional. I love people. I tell people I love them. I love my kids. I love my friends. I love them. And I'd be, I would I cried the other day. My dog's old. And my dog's, it's not got loads left. And it's emotional. Mm. I never once cried about the money. Because it's just money. And I separated the two emotions to it. I saw it as money is something that you can create. So mm -hmm. I, I started, I, what I, my foundation was, what's my plan? How do I deal with this? And you know, my first step of the plan was, I keep my life as it is. My life cannot change. I have to keep to the same structure and routine that I had before because sleep 
is the biggest killer if you lack it and it stresses you out to the max. Mm -hmm. You mess with your sleep, you're messing with your life. It's so important that we receive that sleep. And when I get when I get the things of stress, my sleep's affected. So I had to work in a way that that wasn't going to be like that. So I kept to my structure. So I went back after two weeks and I started the plan. My plan was a. I had to have the oh, I had to have the meeting. So I have to go. I have to go. Do you want to know a bit more about what happened at the meeting? Because it's not a straightforward thing that happened. I'm I'm pretty curious what happened in the meeting, but I want to do a really I want to do a quick recap here for for those that are listening. Christian was anticipating an, an almost two million dollar payment that was like signed, sealed, delivered. He was expecting it. He's on vacation with his family, expecting this to come in. Things are good. He gets a call while on a caravan saying, sorry, buddy, it's not there. He's self-described as an emotional person, cries over almost anything, movies, TV shows, anything that happens to people, you name it. But he did not cry over this money. Why? Because it's just money. Why? What did? What were his beliefs that uh, about this? Oh, I am an entrepreneur. I will make it back. I did it once. I can do it again. What else did he decide? He decided he wasn't going to change anything else about his life. Sleep? Keep sleeping. Eat healthy. Keep eating healthy. Physical routine? Keep doing that. Why does life have to change? So drastically, if he's already had these habits in place that were helping him operate at this level. Two weeks into it, he's headed to this meeting. And I'm excited to hear what happened in the meeting. <laughs> it was five days, actually. It was the Wednesday. Five days. So this is the bit when it gets really juicy, right? So... The person who rang me on the phone, I can't say anyone's name because it hasn't been fired. This is, I'll lead to this. It's two years ago and I've still never been to the police. Because if I go to the police, the deal ends. Because he'll get done and I'll never get any money back. So at the minute, I've got 37000 back that I wouldn't have got if I went to the police. So as an entrepreneur, you set your mind up. Like, the difference between an entrepreneur and a normal person is we lose to win sometimes. And that's mm -hmm. the biggest difference. Sometimes people will go, but you've lost. And you go, that's the best loss I could do at the time. Can, can I share something with you? Yes. So I had proof that I had proof that I had been robbed of $50,000. I have proof. I had proof. I had emails. I had documents of the fraud. I had everything. I brought it to the police. I did a report. I, all of this. Guess what happened? Nothing. I have never seen it again. So <laughs> I'm not saying that the there's all I'm saying is and this is I learned this lesson the hard way. Yeah. Uh, I you know, 20 years old um, that the police if if it's not a physical crime and it's more of like a white collar kind of thing that happens they they just kind of don't pay attention. So, and that was my experience. Maybe the amount was too small. Maybe I just the, I felt the, like I would share that. Yeah, and I, and I get it is these were making fraud. In the end, he was making fraudulent documents, and yeah. I know that now. So I know that I know that he'd get he'd get done with the police. He would. But you're but saying so. Sometimes as an entrepreneur, you have to understand when to lose to win. Yeah, totally, totally. 
So this is when it gets more like this is when it gets really juicy. Right. Have you ever so you've watched um, Born Identity? Sure. You've seen Matt Damon. Yeah, Matt Damon. Matt Damon Born Identity. He's pretty cool and he's pretty slick. Yeah, so I meet a Matt Damon. We'll call him Matt Damon because I can't refer to him his name. So the guy who rang me is the same age as me. He's an ex-military veteran. This isn't the guy I'm doing the deals with yet. This is a separate guy who's been doing deals with, with the other person. So he gives me this call and I go and meet him at his office. This guy, I go in his office, he's got a Saddam Hussein head behind him in the office. He's got He's got a wall with a big flag up in it and it says... Happy killing, right? Because he's been, he, he was the one who turned the lights off in Iraq when they went over there. He was part of the uh, the British, he was part of the British military that went to do that. This guy's a military guy and he's got something about him. He's also a big businessman now. He owns a very successful business. What had happened, he was the person who put the million in to the Forex account. He put the million in. So when they got frauded, he genuinely got frauded just like they got frauded, whereas I, I got frauded because they got frauded. And it wasn't by this guy, because this guy is Matt Damon. This guy's slick. I've never met anyone in my whole life who could run a meeting like him. He had a way about him where he's got power in his... I've never met anyone like him. Mm -hmm. it, was like, it was like being with Matt Damon. And I'm in this thing, and it's very good with words. He controls a meeting. He's a CEO of a company, yeah. and it's very such. And all the time is I my belief is with this guy. But so we're in this meeting, he tells me what's happened. So this is what's happened. And then I and I go, Well, what's happened to my money? Do you want to know what happened to my money? This is exactly what I got told. Well, when this happened, he got your money, put it in the Forex account, started sniffing cocaine, getting getting drunk and thinking that he could win it, he could get the money back on Forex, and he did the whole money in. And I got told that right in front of me. So that's what got told happened to my money. I'm in this meeting. And all I'm thinking is like, I want to judge that, and I want to go mental, and I want to do it, but nothing of that is going to sort it out. Mm -hmm. All right, nothing. And as well, I'm being manipulated in this meeting a lot. This guy, Matt Damon, is the most, the best person I've ever seen in my life at running a conversation. Mm. He runs it like, like, like an ex, like an experienced veteran at it, mm -hmm. and he has a very way about him, and you have to respect him. And it's this interesting thing. Now I fall into a loop from this meeting. What's going to say is what they're going to do is he is going to get some investors to invest in another pool because this guy can trade. I know he can. And they're going to trade it up and make some money. And that's the goal at first. And it doesn't work. It doesn't work after six months. And then we're having these calls all the time. And, and I'm getting made to feel like I'll, I'll, when I, I'll come back to a text message I got in the last couple of days. I'll give an example of that. But they're trying to turn it on me that, A, if you go to the police, you don't stand a chance. Your only chance is if you support us doing this. So I'm going through all this thing and um, I'm being manipulated. And I know it, but like I go back to, I am also know where I'm at with the information I've got. I've put myself in this situation. I've trusted someone and I've trusted the wrong person. But now I've got to trust my way out of it because at the minute I've got nothing. So far I've had £37,000 back off letting how can I say it? I'm a, you know, I'm six foot three. I'm a man who trains a lot. You know, I've, I've had to be very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Sort of, I've had to bow down to him a little bit. I've never been at the same point being annoyed because I've had to play it the best I can. But often I'm, I've got the losing hand. 
So I thought the deal was over. They didn't. They, they ended up giving me eighteen hundred pounds, which is of one point three nine million pounds. It's just ridiculous. It's like zero point zero one percent. Then they went dead for six months, and I was going to go to the police. Mm-hmm. But I was waiting because obviously the other thing I've not mentioned because I'm an entrepreneur, I went big with. I didn't. I just have my money in this deal. I had a couple of loans in it. I had a couple of mates' money in it. So it wasn't all mine. So I've been left with this. I've got four loans that I have to pay a lot of money out every month at now. But remember when it first started, I knew about the loans, and I remembered they're just money that gets paid. As long as I pay it, nothing happens. So I can make money. I'll create the money. I'll make it happen. It'll be all right. And that's what I have to start doing. It'll be all right. I knew it'd be all right, whatever, because everything's all right if you allow it to be. It's only you that interferes with it, with your own thought process and emotions and whatnot. So I actually think it's my being able to manage this thing without losing my mind and being almost like I'm the fool in the corner who knows he's being treated as a fool, but I have to act the fool in order to get what I want. Wow. (laughs) No, I mean, this is a huge philosophical lesson for our listeners. And I'm really grateful you're even willing to share this story because I know know it's still very fresh and it's something that you're currently – dealing with and working on and um, just to, to, you know, to be able to manage all of that fear going on in the mind, pushing back at you. And you're here in this battle saying, no, I, you know, and, and that's just wild to me with um, your average person isn't ever going to experience numbers this large, but I mm. think the principle is the same, no matter what, what scenario you're in? Do you have something in your life where it didn't go your way? Where there's an opposing force trying to grab you and take you back down? Are you getting in your own way with your own habits and thoughts and letting fear take control? I'm really curious, Christian, what are some of the things that you're doing right now to, to combat that? I've got to be honest, right? This is I'm not just saying it, but nothing. Like, so... Where I'm at now is because it's now, so it's July 2020. So we're now, it'll be two years this July. Yeah. And what I didn't realize is, and this is something I didn't realize, I was grieving it. I didn't realize it because I was, I had to be so on it. I had to be so on it because I remained happy and I had a good existence because I, dis, I detached the two emotions from each other because I said, I'm not letting them in my life. Do you know what I mean? And the other thing, let me say the other thing with money. So like, I like making money, but I'm not a, Money doesn't mean that much to me. You know, like I had this big bit of money, a huge bit of money, and I got divorced and I gave uh, Sarah money. And that's I get to see it because she's got a house out of it and stuff now. So I I feel like even though I get on very well with my kids' mum, like she's like a sister to me. So I get to see it. But I, I was saving up to buy a house outright. So I never had, even when I had loads of money, I never spent it. I wasn't flash. I've got small, I like walking. I like doing loads of free stuff. You know, I love going out in the mountains free. I love walking free, cycling, which is free. All these, I like talking to people, like socializing. It's not a huge cost. I I never was going to get that taken away from me. And I wouldn't allow anyone to take the things that made me me. But if I was going to tell you the thing that changed it all for me, and I've continued doing it now, habits, creating new habits. Mindset's all about habits. If you want to get through anything, and I work with people, so when I coach people now, I've just got off a call with a new person. And I said, what you like in the morning? What's your morning like? He described his morning. And then he told me straight away, morning's a huge problem for him because he creates something that's a problem every day. So he starts his day off with a problem and then lets that focus into his day. 
So I knew mornings was where I set my intention and I needed to be on it. So I'm talking, it got to the point where when I'm lying in bed and I'd wake my eyes and straight away, as soon as I'd open my eyes, we've all been there, we've all like lost a love, which is the hardest thing. The first thing you think of, you're all right, open your eyes, life, and then you remember what your problem is. It might be a health problem, it might be like the money problem, it might be a relation, and you remember it, your mind's flickering now. So as soon as that happens, what you have to start doing with intention, you sit there and you say, right, today's going to be a good day. When I put my feet out of this bed, starting being a good day, and I'm not lying to you when I say this, that's how much I went into it. I'm lying there thinking, today's a day, today's a day, I make everything happen, it's going to be all right, I'm going to do it. I put my foot down, then the next habit would start. I go downstairs, and I'd straight away, I started meditating. I don't meditate, I want to, but I started meditating a small bit. And then I started, then instantly left the house, and I went on my dog, and I, this is the habit that I've had for a lot of years, that's this... It's like food for your soul. I walk every morning. I walk my dog. I actually live opposite a castle. Directly at the back of my house is a castle. So I walk around it and I listen to audiobooks. And that's something that I've always done. I listen to things that tell me how to be a better version of myself. Mm. Tell me what to think about. Tell me new things. And I run up the castle. So every day I started with that. But I, I could never take my foot off the accelerator. I wasn't allowed to step off. I wasn't like... I've always been a happy-go-lucky guy. It's part of my charm. Yeah. I had to. I, I didn't lose it, but it made me have to focus on. I couldn't be. You know, I'd always have to be on it. Like I never used to work as hard as I am now. I don't. Even though I'd have these successes, I found. I you know. I worked. You know, I can't remember the expression, but I. I prefer life. But apart, like now, doing the mindset coaching, I love it. I absolutely love. Changing I want to focus on that. I want to focus on how on how you're serving others now in the mindset arena because i i really believe that you unlock your superpowers when you're serving and so what are you currently doing now for people just everyone if i give you one i've just had one now you just did the same you go you sat talking and like there's another one i work with a lot of successful people very successful so they're very successful at making money and stuff. They're not that successful at making themselves feel good. Because mm. you don't, you know the reason why, and I get to it in the first call, the reason why you don't feel good is because you don't set the intention of it. Mm. You don't try and feel good. That's, if you can, like, I've got him now. Today, tomorrow, he's going to be thinking with me in the back of his head going, what you, what's your intention? What do you intend today? What do you want to feel like? Mm. How are you going to feel? It? And I remind people that you're, like, I get people who tell me what the problem. I know what the problem is when they're telling it me, and I, and I look at just removing it because they've self-imposed it a lot. Like one of my guys, he, he had a he had a lot of guilt from the past. Guilt guilt is self-imposed. Guilt gets you nowhere. Guilt means nothing. It doesn't help anyone. It make, it brings you down. So if you're guilty about something, if we remove the guilt, you like say you owe something for someone, take the guilt away and put it back in and create a positive energy. Rather than let the guilt sap everything away from you and you achieve nothing. So are you trying you think to the guilt... say that you should forgive yourself? Totally. Wow. Totally. Yeah. Oh, like, 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 people, like, I'm not, like, I've always been pretty good to me. And that's why I've had a good life. You know, I'm like, my happiness is everything. I only have a short life and I want to be happy and love and feel all the good things about it. And I have, obviously, in an earlier life, you know, I've had difficulties. I've had difficulties in the things, and I've learned that everything I do to myself is about making me feel good. Because my family rely on me, my friends rely on me, my dog relies. Well, I rely on my dog actually. 
having a dog is a good If anyone is listening and they've got something going on and they're on their own, they feel alone, the dog will be the best thing in the world. I'm a big dog lover. My dog helped me a lot. She never said one word to me, but every time she felt the anguish of me, she was around me. She made me feel good. And I think, I think as well, when things like this happen, you have to start saying, you know what? I get people to do this. I go, let's start talking about what you have got. You keep telling me what you haven't got. Let's talk about what you have got. And it's like a, I was, I was doing a grateful list at the beginning. So can I, I've got another point. Sure. One of my other mechanisms was being grateful. Like you have a grateful book. So every morning I write a grateful book. What are you grateful for? So as soon as you start writing what you're grateful for, you remember, like you might be having, you might be really stressed and whatnot. You start writing, oh, my kids, are, I love my kids. And you're like, oh, I loved it. My neighbor came and did that. Yeah. Once you start actually thinking about what you've got, you can write pages it. And when you start writing it down, you, you're putting that thing in your mind, that positive thing. You're thinking, actually, I've got quite a good life. I've got this happening next week. I'm blessed by them. I'm blessed by this. So I use that at first. And then in the end, I only ever use that now. Well, I only ever use it if I have a bad day. And in that year, the first year, because I can, I can, I can, I did a YouTube, I've got a YouTube channel. My YouTube channel's got this is oh sorry I know I keep drifting. That's fine. No, you're excited. You're excited. But, but the the maddest thing that I did right, and I still don't know why I did this right. So the money was robbed on July the twenty seventh, twenty twenty. Two weeks later, I started a YouTube channel. I've never done a YouTube channel. Never thought of doing one. It's never crossed my mind. Guess what I call it? You're not going to guess. But I'll tell you what. The, I t- it's not called this now. It's just called my name, Christian Hoyle. But it was called The Crisis Coach. Mm. So I start doing this channel called The Crisis Coach because I'm in crisis. And what I found was all the videos I were doing was basically what I was doing to myself at the time. And I was wanting to, I wasn't saying that because I haven't ever spoke of this. I am going to speak about it a lot now because I'm over the grief and I just think I want people to benefit from it. That, you, that whatever happens, we're all right if we let ourselves be. But yeah, so I started this channel, the YouTube channel, and it was a real test of my ego, which probably helped me because I had no idea. I've never done a video in my life and sort of like set that goal. And I think that actually helped me. In fact, I've never really thought, I think it helped me because it gave me something else other than making money, other than dealing with the problem, other than being a dad. It gave me something else to focus on. Yeah. And it and it tested me. Do you know, like when you start, yeah, I've noticed, Chris, because I've done a podcast myself, I'm pretty good at this. I like the questioning. I love how you started off by what you say, and I love how you draw it back and bring out what I've said to your audience because you know what your audience wants. You're good at this, and I can notice that it's a talent. But when you first started, you probably your ego was a little bit affected. I can't do it. Am I no, any good? no, no, no. I remember. I remember <laughs> is that when I I had a very similar experience. I was newly sober. I had had a big rock bottom in life and started my podcast because I was just tired of focusing on me. I was addicted to me and I was so tired of me. And I made this big change, like I'm never drinking again. Um, and <clears throat> I remember looking into, like, I, like looking into this camera, staring at the empty room, no followers, no listeners, nothing, trying to share the most intimate details of my life on the internet, hoping that it'll connect with somebody. And I sucked (laughs) at it. I sucked so bad, but I would go through that again. I would go through Mm. it all again because 
the business that it's created, the amount of people that have been served, the amount of stories that have been shared on our platform. I would yes. not change a single awkward minute of learning how to stare into a webcam and <laughs> develop these skills because had I not done that, the the, oppor the, the, the opportunity to build what's, what, what's around me now would not have existed. But that mm. voice, you know, that, that directional voice that said, do this. We all have it. We know what the good voice sounds like. Had I had I not done it, um, life would be a lot different. So thank you for recognizing yeah. that. Um, but I I know I just looking at your YouTube channel right now. To to even get to a thousand subscribers, and some of your videos have over a thousand views, and the topics that you're doing. Thousand. Top, so funny. It's amazing. My, you should be very proud of what you did. Ball ball. My goal was a thousand subscribers, yeah. and once I hit the goal, I lost the buzz. Yeah. And I haven't been on it since then, right? But I am. I'm going back. I'm going to do twelve parts. You'll go back to, to it. Focus. You needed a break. I'm going back. But it was like I'll tell you what happened to me at the beginning. Yeah. This is interesting. You know, I told you I didn't cry. So this is quite. This is how ironic is this? Actually, I forgot about this. So in the whole time, for the first one year, I never told my best mates what happened to me, mm. because my best mates would have bought a motion in, and I didn't need a motion. They didn't want to do something about it. They'd have been like, they'd have been on me. I never told them for one year exactly. And exactly one year to the day, I sent them a video that was said what happened to me. And they couldn't believe it because they'd been with me for a year. And they thought, and everyone still thought I was loaded. You know what I mean? And everyone didn't know what was going on behind my background. But this is mad. Just saying this is mad. So I did cry about one thing. It was because of my YouTube. So I started my YouTube, right? It was a big thing getting, you know, like one of my things is my views and what I think about life. I've always kept to myself. Do you know what I mean? Like, and they're like spiritual views, uh, positive views, mindset stuff. Never told anyone because I keep it for me. As soon as I went on camera, I'm telling people about who I am, what I do. So when you first start YouTube, just like a podcast, no one listens, no one watches. You get told that, don't you? Very first video, I got my stats back. And I had 285 WhatsApp watches and so many shares. What did that say? I'll tell you what that's Where I live, that's all the lads I know are sharing my videos, taking the mickey out of me. I just knew it. And then, so I went to my best mate's house and it was the only time. I went around there and I cried about that. I went in and I said, listen, I've seen someone and it's someone we knew and they were the one taking mickey out of me. I have, my ego's, like, I've always been in touch with it. I cried. That's the only time I went around and cried about what people thought of me off of YouTube. And it started with that. I was uncomfortable. After a bit, I was uncomfortable filming people. Now, I don't care. And it's like that. You're like, you're growing. We're all growing. Yeah. And if you have an open and positive and good mindset, you have to accept failure. Because if you're not failing, if you're not failing on a regular basis, you're going nowhere. And that's the difference. If you're not failing, you're not yeah. trying to succeed. You're staying where you're fixed. We don't want to be fixed. I want to be open. And you've got to fail. And you just got to get used to it. Get over yourself. And that was the biggest thing I had to, out of all the things, was getting over people seeing me, who I was. How mad is that? I mean, I just say it. I think that's mad. No, I get that. It, it can be, um, I really appreciate you sharing that because taking those creative risks, taking those creative failures, putting yourself on the line with a little bit of vulnerability is a uniquely human experience. I thought when I first started to share my story, people were going to run away from me like I was some sort of dumpster fire. 
you know what happened is the exact opposite happened is it actually brought people closer and kind of and and it and it kind of let the wrong people kind of like float out of my life i'm like oh wow my yeah. life's better now because i'm being true i'm being honest who would have thought honesty actually got me somewhere um all right, so we're getting near to a close here on the podcast. I may have to invite you back for a part two. Can I just give you a little point there? You just brought yeah. some up, and this is really important. You mentioned vulnerability, yeah. and that's what that's one of the things that I'm learning to yeah. be. Because work with people, like, I grew up in a tough... I grew up without a dad, and if you meet people without a dad, what you'll find is they're always trying to prove themselves. Mm. So they lack vulnerability, because... Went like my son, who's doing incredibly well. That's an, I could should come on a podcast about because he's actually got me my best ever job. It's through my son because he's a product of my he's a product of mindset. He's been very successful, and um, it's that vulnerability that we're all scared of. And because when you grow up with that, you constantly having to prove yourself, and after a bit, you have to get over that. And I work with people, and I straight away go, "You haven't got a dad, have you?" And I go, "How do you know that?" You just pick up on it. And it's like that, I've got kids, so they'll never know what it's not like to have a dad, and I'd be everything that I didn't have. Mm. But at some point, being vulnerable is like your best skill, but you're so scared, but once you do it, you actually realise it helps people. Mm -hmm. If you tell people what your what your, what, what your worries are, what the fuck, they actually think, you know what, I thought you were indestructible, and you know what, it makes me like you even more. Mm -hmm. It's a beautiful thing, vulnerability, but yeah, you're totally right with that. Mm. We're going to have to do a part two on this. <laughs> we will. I, I'll have you back What's for it, part two if, if you're willing. I am a hundred percent winning. Of course I am. Because of course you've got my first story. You've got the you're the very first person that I have told a limited amount of people. But I'm talking people in my town. They'll think it's nuts. They'll go, "What that happened to you?" And you didn't tell anyone. And I'll be like, no, "You know the best stories? <laughs> like you can't fake the truth. The best, like the truth, is sometimes the most unbelievable thing." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I would like to get the second part of your story on this show. Um, wow. Okay. Let's let's bring it home. Let's bring it home. If there's one thing you want someone to get out of everything we've covered in this episode, what would that be? Yeah. This is this is this is the thing that it's like what I said. I actually it's funny though. I can say it now. I told I told Chris the comment, and then I, we did went live, and I forgot it. So that's why you have to redo it again. But that's the thing. When you think everything's going nuts around you, just stop. Just stop yourself. And I'll tell you one thing. Stop and go outside. Go outside. Everything's worse inside. Go outside. <laughs> and that, that think about everything inside is worse. Everything inside is, is the, the... You go outside, nature always makes you feel good. It's one thing I push. Nature. I push quite a few things that change people's lives because they've never done it in their life. And one of them is going outside. I've got a load of stuff that people can do. Go outside and actually be there in the moment. Anxiety problems occur when you look at the past and the future. Nothing is a problem right now here. Nothing's a problem. You know what I mean? When we're here right now, it's not. It's when we envisage the future or the past. And I could have envisaged the past and the money or my future without, and I never. I looked at today because if I go through today and have a good day today, then that's all I can, that's all I can be measured by. You know, I'm not going to be measured by what I do next week. It's today. And that's why I don't live for the weekend. I live every day and I love every day. And I didn't let anyone take that away from me because what I only get one short life. I'm not letting someone take it away. So don't let someone take that away from you because I promise everything you can get through and everything can be all right. And it'll be all right if you let it, but we get in the way of it. 
And that's what I teach people to do now. And I love it. I love the passion you, of it. Do you know, if it's not already on your list, I can almost guarantee that this whole story and situation, give it a few years, will be on your gratitude list as one of the best moments <laughs> of your whole life. But Chris, you know what I've gone wrong at? Well, I've not gone wrong, but we're now, how many months is it? Was it 20, whatever it is? And now I've decided that I'm going to turn this into my story. Because I haven't told, I'm like, I'm going, like, I've just picked up my best coaching contract through my son, which I could mention in the next one. But it's, a, it's, the, it's my best job ever. And I'm going to get more of them because I, I am very good at it. Because it's, it's something I think is important. I've got a passion for it. I've got a passion for feeling good. I want everyone I know to feel good. Some, I have an hairdresser upstairs. One of the girls was in before. I want her to feel good. And she does. We enjoy working together. I want people who are around me feel my energy to feel good from it. And that's all I want to pass. And if we can do if everyone, and I know you do it, I can tell that. I, I like you. We've already just met today and I like you. But if we pass, like people like us, we're probably fewer than. And people can't understand it. And we've got to let people understand the differences and, you know. And I think that that's what I like. It's like life's a story and I want to tell it and let people have a good story at the end of it, you know. And, and I think we've all got this thing of making people feel good and I enjoy doing that a lot. And I'm alive and I'm healthy and I'm well and, you know, I'm 44 years old, so hopefully I'm only halfway there. I can't even follow that up with anything. Thank you, everyone, for listening to the Foundations podcast series if you're interested in going on podcasts interested in starting a podcast go head on over to our salescast community at salescast.community but before we go christian how can people find you get in touch with you learn more about what you've got going on so yeah i'm on linkedin it's my name on all the social medias i'm on i'm on instagram facebook go on, i'd love you to go on my youtube because my YouTube's been an interesting journey because I actually believe that I know I'm going to do much better. But at the minute, I've been like I've done that when I've been lost, and now I feel I'm being found. So where's it going to go next? When I haven't put my time in. So YouTube, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, my email's Christian Christ, uh, Christian at Christian-Hoyle.com. You can get me on all them platforms. You just put my name, and you'll see me now. You'll see me off YouTube. But yeah, I. I love making people feel better because most people, they're actually all right. They've just forgotten it. They've just convinced themselves they're not. And then I meet people who've got like, I love meeting people with things that they shouldn't feel as good as they do, but they do. They don't let it bother them. My, my dad, before he died, he had loads of medical problems. He was never a victim of any of them. He was inspirational. Whereas you meet someone else, they're a victim of only having, having a finger gone or something or a cold or something. They're a victim of it. Don't be a victim of life. Be a be a like be the seed of it, and that's your choice. And you can change it right now. So you can listen to me and say, Do you know what? I am going to start being intentional about being happy, and I'm going to start making more of an effort because that's what it takes to get it. It's not a gift; it's a process, and you can have it if you want it. Thanks for tuning in to the Foundations Podcast Series. Please leave us a review and subscribe. Want to reach out to me? Just find me on LinkedIn in the show notes below and I'd be happy to talk.